Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 6. Today we're going to be talking about supplements in these in, in sports. The good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, Tony. What's going on? Hey, uh, yeah, I say uh, supplements in sports, uh, just in general, the good, the bad, and the ugly um, for the most part. But it just happens to be that sports seems to be the avenue uh, where in competition, uh, right, People tend to uh, look at this avenue as a necessity, you know, not just a want, but a necessity in order to compete at, at their highest levels, regardless of, you know, we, we see this in high school now, you know, and we have seen it in high school for a while. Quick thing, though, obviously, anybody who follows the show week to week is looking for somebody right now, or is Ron the pharmacist? Right. Um. So, you know, folks, um, things happen. Uh, and obviously, when you're listening to this show, it's, uh, I believe it's February 25th um, when you're listening to the show. So, uh, just recently, uh, Ron the pharmacist had an, uh, an unfortunate uh, death in the family. And so he has a lot to tend to right now. And uh, here at Two Brothers of Almighty, we want to offer our deepest condolences to both he and uh, his fiance, Tiffany. Um, uh, whose father passed away. Um, and, and so, you know, obviously with that, there comes a lot of, a lot of family time and things that have to be taken care of. And it's, uh, it's been an interesting beginning to 2023 to say the least as both, uh, Joe and myself and all of our cousins and the great grandchildren and our, our dad and, and our, our Thea and our, our Theo and, um, closest friends and relatives um, celebrated the life of our grandfather, our papu, who passed away in the beginning of January. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people look at it like, boy, it's been uh, it's been crazy. A really good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Matsovachko, who people may have heard his name when I talk about Sensation Fitness and Tanning in earlier shows, the gym, the powerlifting team. Um, <coughs> here's the cough. Uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's part of the show during January and February. Um, Matt lost his mom. They say it comes in threes. Um, could it be threes for the whole year, Joe, you think, or could we just stop now? Or, you know, it's just, it's, it's been, it's been quite the year already. Uh, but yeah, life doesn't stop. We got to go on, right? Uh, we have to, we don't have a choice. Uh, there's no, so you know, for, for all the families that are starting 2023 off with uh, an unfortunate passing in your family, you know, close to relatives, friends, loved ones, uh, our condolences here. Um, we have to, we deal with the same stuff, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate, Joe. And that, that's why Rod's not with us today, uh, but he'll be, um, he'll be back. And, and the good thing about that is we're doing this show today. And I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Joe's not a scientist. He's not a doctor. And the last time I looked, I am not a scientist and I am not a doctor. Neither one of us stayed at a holiday inn last night. And neither one of us have ever played a doctor or a pharmacist on TV. So we can't even use that, Joe, um, as as a, uh, you know, as a method to our madness. But um, what we do and what we are able to do is I'm able to bring to you from my standpoint as a professional trainer, some of the things I know about all this stuff when it comes to illegal substances that are being used in the sports world. Uh, and I'm going to give my take on it in layman's terms, what I know. And we're going to leave uh, 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 an opening there so that we can tie this to a second episode where Ron the Pharmacist will be on to add so many more layers to this show, right? And uh, I think uh, we've done it. We've done it with creatine. We've done it with uh, pre-workout. Um, show I think we did three shows about pre-workout uh, where Ron the pharmacist was on with us and and um, basically dotted the I's and crossed the T's from a professional standpoint as a pharmacist between education and experience some 30 years now right so um, what is that I'm his age so man anyway we're still pushing it though we're still pushing the envelope here but that's why Ron the Pharmacist isn't with us today. And uh, um, anything else you want to say before before we 
get the ball rolling here today or no no eager to see what you got <laughs> yeah uh and it's gonna be hard for me to get to the space bar today there's gonna be a cough here and there bear with us folks i wouldn't worry about it i think that i think that's really just a good thing for 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 our interviews when it's just you and i eh, leave the space art alone I'll, I'll deal with yeah. that end of it you go on ahead yeah anybody who listened to last week's show knows what joe's talking about right now if you have it then go back and listen so that you can find out what he's talking about with the space bar. That's the most important part of the show last week. Um, well, then I'm down. Oh, they made the episode yeah. recorded last week. Yeah, you won't yeah. hear about that till the end. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> actually, that's true. You that that episode we've been we we we've been really zigzagging and, and uh, rerouting. Yeah. Eventually, you'll understand what we're talking about with the space bar if you follow us on a regular basis. So, <laughs> wow. So annoying. Um, when we talk about this show, we're talking about performance enhancing drugs, PEDs. Now, uh, some people, uh, if you if you Google that, Joe, uh, it sometimes comes up. Uh, I think private electronic devices. Um, so if you just Google PEDs, it usually is the first thing. It's it, that comes up before performance enhancing drugs, which I think is kind of interesting but that's not what today's show is about it's about performance enhancing drugs not private electronic devices or public electronic devices um and so when we talk about performance enhancing drugs we're talking about things that people take in order to enhance their performance from a um uh, stamina uh from muscular endurance point of view from strength overall muscular growth hypertrophy 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 um, and, and trying to gain that advantage over your opponent or opponents. And everybody has seen this, even if you're not a sports fanatic, everybody has seen this, uh, in everyday life with people who one minute you see them and they look somewhat normal. And the next minute you see them and they look like the incredible Hulk. Um, and everyone equates it immediately to steroid use. There's so many other things that people take in order to enhance their performance. And I think, Joe, a lot of times people try to figure out why are they doing this? You know, why, why did, you know, allegedly, you talk about Major League Baseball uh, not that long ago, a couple of decades ago, when they came down and cracked down hard on steroid usage because you had all that situation with, with the home run chase and it was this huge thing between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and they were hitting home runs against each other and it became and there are you know one play for the Chicago Cubs one play for the St. Louis Cardinals they were vying for for National League titles and uh they were playing against each other several times a year they became best friends through the whole process and it was going back and forth and then finally McGuire hit I forget how many home runs more than Sosa in the upper 60s and then Barry Bonds came around a few years later and I think he hit 73 home runs to break all the records. And I think it started raising a lot of eyebrows to people who were saying, how in the world are these guys hitting so many home runs um, <laughs> above, excuse me, above what normally it was a big home run year was between 40 and 45. Uh, Albert Bell hit 50, I think in 1995, 1996. And, um, you know, uh, uh, I believe it was Roger Maris who hit 61 for the New York Yankees, and that was the record for the longest time. And so when you're looking at this, and people started going back and looking at pictures of these gentlemen, right? And you look at Barry Bonds when he was playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the early 90s. He's a twig. He was a great baseball player. He was he was Hall of Fame material back then. Um, he, he was fantastic. Defensively and offensively, he was he was a fantastic hitter and a fielder, uh, Golden Glove winner. And you look at him when he was with the San Francisco Giants when he hit all those home runs. And I'm telling you, there's every every bit of 75 to 85 pounds more muscle on that man between 1993 and towards the end of his career with the San Francisco, San Francisco Giants. So you start looking at all of them. Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco. You start looking at Rafael Palmero, Roger Clemens. You start looking at Jim Tomey. You start looking at Sammy Sosa. And you start looking at these guys, and they're 
their bean poles in their rookie years. And then you look at them after, and they're very just giant men, giant, huge transformations. And so it became apparent that there was something going on from a performance standpoint where they were doing things that maybe they should not be doing in order to enhance their performance. So people will say this, right? Well, they're doing that for their own selfish reasons, you know, just to, you know, they weren't really team players. They were trying to enhance their numbers. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's, goes back to, uh, Joe, if you can remember in the 70s, you're talking about bodybuilding, you're talking about Frank Zane, you're talking about Franco Colombo, you're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. You get into the 80s and you get, you know, into the Lee Haney years and, you, you know, you get into the uh, uh, Tom Platts, um, when you get Lee Labrada, and as you get into the 90s, the Jay Cutlers, right? And, um, <coughs> excuse me. And so what I start to wonder is, at what point did somebody start doing it and start to perform at such a high level that everybody behind them said, we don't have a choice here. Either we do this or we're going to be left behind in the sport in which we compete in. Does that make sense? I think so. I mean, you know, I I could see trying to... It's almost like the chicken and the egg, right? You can't tell, like, really, you have a few people that went ahead and did it, and then it's like, okay, but now they're dominating. <laughs> and so, like you said, it, it makes enough sense. Yeah, it does. I think, you know, yeah. and so people say, well, when you talk about this now, when you talk about performance-enhancing drugs, and you're saying it's not just steroids, well, well what else is there out there? And again, this is a show where we're going to touch on some things, some things I know that I could touch on. And I'll tell you right now, I have notes here just to make sure that I stay on point. Uh, But Ron, the pharmacist is going to really add to the show uh, when we tie it together and include the link of this show into that one. Um, But, you know, there are certain things that I can assure you, you can take as an athlete that are not illegal. It will not be red flagged and cause a ban or a suspension, or a fine of some sort. Um, And (laughs) one of them is creatine. Creatine, we have two shows about creatine, where we talk in detail about that substance, and yes, it's naturally produced by the body. But creatine is one of those substances that you can take, and take responsibly, and we talk all about that again in those shows, uh, that you can find right there on the Two Brothers uh, One Mike podcast podcast. playbook that we have on Spotify where you can scroll through the shows and find them. They're both audio. Uh, it was before video. And we talk about creatine and all its benefits. And there's a thousand benefits with creatine. Uh, and obviously there's a proper way to take it. And there's a proper way to load. And it is it is 100% legal to take as an athlete. Um, there is no points taken away from you. You're not scolded and sent to your room if you're taking creatine. There's so many other products, Joe. There's there's so many protein powders that you can take. Uh, people, the one thing about other products um, when you take them, like protein powders and creatine, and we'll talk about other legal substances around the pharmacist when we have that show, you have to watch the ingredients when it comes to protein powders. And, and here's why. A lot of times in the ingredients of a particular product, such as a protein powder, I see it there the most. That's why I've mentioned it. You'll have a lot of illegal stuff in there. You'll have some illegal steroids, just enough in the ingredients, different types of steroid, anabolic steroid, that will be detected in a test. And a lot of times you hear the athlete say in an interview, I had no idea, right? And people say, oh, he's lying, she's lying. Folks, a lot of times, no, they're not lying. They were told that this product is good to go and they listened to whoever they listened to. And so I'm going to tell you this right now. One of the best things you can do as an athlete, when you're going to take a product and that product is toy, when you're hurt, when you, you go in and whoever's selling you the product, I don't care if it's in vitamin world. I don't care if it's in GNC. I don't care if it's on Amazon. 
When you're purchasing a product, the first thing you want to know is who, if any, or if there is a third party that that their main job, they were hired by that company, okay, to make sure that through so many different tests, it's a group of scientists. I'll give you an example, a company called Informed Choice, Joe. Informed Choice uh, and just one company that they work for is AdvoCare. So you have you saw in a laboratory, you have Douglas Laboratories, right? You have Weeder, you have Pro Performance, you have IsoPure, you have AdvoCare. Informed Choice puts their label on every one of their sports performance products, AdvoCare products. And what that tells you is that we've tested 18 to 20 different tests of this particular product. And you can take this product and there are no banned substances in this product. And it's why so many professional athletes use AdvoCare. Uh, I mean, a ton. Just to name a few, uh, Jason Whitaker, the tight end, retired tight end for the for the Dallas Cowboys, used it for a part of his career. Drew Brees was the spokesperson for AdvoCare. Now, do you think Drew Brees would step up and start talking about AdvoCare supplementation and then a bunch of people were being red flagged for it? I don't think so, right? So, uh, you know, you, you, you can see that informed choice label and they are highly accredited uh, institution. And... Always look for that or on your products, always look for a scan. The product will have, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe a, what do you call it? When you could scan um, a code on the particular product, it's like a barcode. You could scan that and it'll give you all the information about that product. Everything from start to finish about that product where you can look at that and run it against all of the things that are illegal, Right. The NFL, it's ridiculous. The list is like 170 some different supplements or, or, or ingredients in supplements, right? And we're going to talk about a couple of them today, but I could see where it becomes so hard for an athlete to know what is it I can take? What is it that I can do? I think you stick with creatine and a good protein powder and call it a day. Um, and maybe a couple other things too. Uh, and again, Ron, the farmers will talk about that. Uh, you know, so, I mean, how do, could it be any easier, Joe? I mean, we're looking at a third part. Make sure there's a third party, right, that is actually investigating this process. They have an unbiased opinion about the product. They have no no dog in the fight. You know what I mean? They're hired to make sure that this, these particular supplements, what they say is in the bottle, is in the bottle. Minor technical difficulties on this end. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what I was going to say was, um, just a quick question. Well, not really. More, more or less, a statement. So basically, what you're saying is, a lot of times in in these supplements, there's like trace amounts, but that's enough to be detected by yeah. whoever's doing the detecting in these professional sports. So let me ask you though, because uh, we know like anabolic steroids are really not good for you, right? They're not really good to take. And yet they're making their way into, so the FDA, but the FDA is not responsible for regulating supplements, correct? So, so the FDA, from my understanding, from my research, and I don't know if things have changed over the past couple of years, but the FDA does not regulate supplementation the way they do pharmaceuticals. And Ron, the pharmacist will tell you this. Right. Um, the last I saw, pretty much the FDA only is concerned with one thing, that 20% of what you're putting in your supplementation is actually what you have in the ingredients on the bottle. Right. And a lot of companies get in trouble when only when somebody gets injured, people start getting hospitalized, or somebody dies. Um, ephedra was a big thing with uh, mm-hmm. hydroxycut, uh, and that came down to more or less people were abusing. overdoing it. They were abusing, abusing it. There was a situation with a product from GNC where so many people were taking it and people who were allergic to wheat and there was a wheat filler inside the product, it wasn't listed on the bottle. Mm. And a few people died. And from that situation, someone got in trouble, right? But but it's it's sad that they don't hold the supplementation industry to the same standards they hold the pharmaceutical industry to. 
they're very reactive instead of proactive. Because right. the reason why I was asking if if there's like again certain like even steroids that might be used in in particular proteins. Never mind even just a professional athlete. I personally don't want to take that. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I'm wondering like I get that there's a list of things that 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 you can and can't have as far as a professional athlete. What are perhaps something we look for uh everyday Joe <laughs> in in vitamin uh, shop looking at the at the shelves. Is there something we should be avoiding or be looking for or <laughs> Well, so let's talk about some things. Let's talk about some things. So let's answer that question by doing the show. <laughs> uh, sure. and, and, that, and that'll, that, and, and again, keep in mind, Ron, the pharmacist, is going to be able to answer that in so many more other ways. Um, I could tell you that not only when you're doing your protein powder, protein powder, generally, I would genuinely, I would say, uh, folks, the show we did on protein, Joe, there's so many links you're going to be adding here. Uh, the creatine show, because creatine is, again, legal and very good for you um, if you do it the right way. Protein powder, for the most part, we talk about what you should be looking for, right? Hydrolyzed, uh, weight, uh, you know, uh, instead of weight concentrate, weight isolate, um, stay away from casein, stay away from soy. Uh, we talk about how to read the ingredients in those shows. So when you're looking, when you're using that show to find your protein powder, another thing you want to look for is, is there a third party? That that looked at this product, broke it down. If I'm not mistaken, Informed Choice uses 18 different protocols from a scientific research standpoint to break the product product down. Solubility, uh, you know, and and I almost said things of that nature. Um, but yeah, you know, the way it dissolves, the way in and, and it's it's case study after case study, research study after research study over so many years. It's not a two month thing. Um, and then they won't put their they won't put their label on your product until they're sure that that product is exactly what you say it is, and it, it is uh, okay for anybody to take where there's not banned and illegal substances in it. So look for that third party, like an infirm or look for that that um, well that bar scan, the barcode that I was talking about. And you know, folks, what you do is you take your phone, right? Take the picture upload the link and read about the product and have a better understanding of what their product's all about. You know, a lot of times, uh, if again, if you listen to the show about protein uh, supplementation and protein uh, powders with Ron the Pharmacist and us, ourselves, uh, you'll get a better understanding of what the better products are. Isopure, right? We talked about Isopure. And, and extent. When, when you're talking about other, there's other, the other thing is, you know, for the most part, it's okay in, in terms of pre-workout. Pre-workout is good, but you know, the like the concoction you do is you kind of take your own concoction and mix it together. You're using products, one from AdvoCare, which have been right researched by a third party, uh, unbiased third party, um, reputable source, and you use some everyday other other things that are just everyday. So, you know, people, if you're drinking caffeine, is a, is a product you can use. I mean, it is not illegal to drink caffeine, so. When you're taking a caffeine product or a tea or a coffee, that is not an illegal substance. And so uh, between creatine and your protein powders and your caffeines, and then we'll talk about more things, you just have to do your research. That's where people make the mistake. Uh, and then sometimes it gets really hard to do the research because, again, of you you have to literally go on and type in banned substances. If you're a prof if you're a professional athlete or a college athlete, banned substances by the NCAA, by the NFL, by the NBA, by the MLS, and and you'll be amazed at the amount of protocol and policy that, that these athletes have to follow. And I mean that all comes down to um, the World Anti Doping Association, uh, WADA. Uh, where's your WADA? Yeah, can I get a drink of WADA? Right. Uh, your World Anti-Doping Association, which is in charge of, if I'm not mistaken, over 660 different sporting institutions worldwide. It's the largest watchdog over the sporting world. And so the NFL is very much uh, under the watchful eye of WADA. And basically, there is so much protocol under them that 
I could see where these professional athletes will say, I had no idea that this particular substance was in this particular product when this particular product said, this is fine to take, you know? So it just takes one little bit before you get that, get that notice from, if you're an NFL player, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, letting you know that you have now been suspended or fined uh, for so many, you know, they, I've seen people get, get suspended for a year completely out of the sport for taking something that they didn't even know. Now, there's other things too that you can't do. Obviously, if you're taking drugs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to have cannabis, you know, in, in, in these, you know, different organizations, sporting organizations as a professional athlete. Um, there's, I, I mean, most organizations, you're not allowed to have it. Uh, unless it's medically what it's medically prescribed to you. Uh, but obviously if you're doing heroin and cocaine and everything, I, I, do I really have to mention that show you think, or I think they understand that. Uh, and when you sure, sure. do that, even with cannabis, uh, uh yeah. I believe that the way that it's given it to you, it's, it's, it's supposed to be meant for uh, being an edible. I don't believe you're supposed to be smoking it. Um, no. actually they said that it loses a lot of its medicinal properties when you, uh, set it aflaze, uh, set it ablaze. So, uh, what you're looking for for those who are doing the CBD thing, uh, yeah. the calming effect, everything, it's actually mm -hmm. to make them into edibles as opposed to, you know, blazing right, away, getting your Snoop Dogg right. on. Well, uh, you know, when you when you when you talk about that, sometimes you'll get these guys. They'll come on and say, "I didn't know, I didn't know that was illegal. I, I, I don't understand where that comes from. Maybe they were smoking too much." Ignorance and, uh, of the law, ignorance yeah. of the law is yeah. no excuse. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so let's 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 get off the drugs and talk about what we were talking about because you would think that would be common sense, but that doesn't always come with uh, with the instructions on everybody. Yeah, some uh, people think some people think it's okay to do here and you know or not do here, but it's okay to do in Russia. We'll leave that yeah. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh boy, that was yeah. That's hard to leave it there, but we're going to. We're going to. Um, there's so many different anabolic agents that you're not allowed to have. All right, according to you know the World Anti-Doping Association and all these institutions that it's in charge of. Like I said, over 660. Uh, when we talk about you know anabolic steroids, we talk about things like Dynabol, Anadrol. Um, it, that that's an automatic no. I those are steroids, um, in their in their purest form. They, they, when you inject them or however you're going to take them orally, they're going to cause an effect in your body that is absolutely illegal and unhealthy uh, over a period of time for sure. When it comes to un unhealthy, uh, and so you know. Like I said, you talk about them. And then there's other ones where it, there's a lot of controversy out there right now. And this is, again, something I want to talk to Ron the Pharmacist about. You talk about DHEA, okay? No, folks, I'm not going to say the name. It's 22 letters long. And I'll tell you what, I'll try to pronounce that when some of you try to pronounce our last name the right way. Uh, and if you can do that, you're going to have to send us a voice through Anchor, a voicemail, so we can hear it. I'll try to pronounce DHEA. I'm not doing it. Joe, do you know how to pronounce it, the, the word, the 22-letter word? Oh, 22, it's not like four letters to me. I was going to say DIA. No, 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 That's the acronym. I know. I've heard, uh, You guys have mentioned it in the past in one of yeah, our supplement shows. It, I, 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 I couldn't, couldn't even pretend to remember what it was. Listen, yeah, I talk to doctors and pharmacists that tell me, listen, we don't know how to pronounce half the words. <laughs> I, like, we all have our own way of pronouncing them. It's why? Why does it have to be that? So why, why can't it be shortened? I'm still saying hypertrophy. I mean, I, I, yeah, you know, I have no. It's idea. a Greeks. Those doggone Greeks. Uh, anyway, so, so if that was the case, you think a hyper <laughs> hypertrophy? <laughs> well, maybe you gotta roll the Mars. People. You gotta roll the Mars. It's not Greek. You don't have the Mars. Quick, you quick side note. R. Quick side note. Yeah. Listen, folks, I'm going to tell you something. This is just a little little PSA. Okay, it has nothing to do with 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 uh, anything that we're talking about today. Just a uh -oh. quick side note while we're rolling ours and we're talking about this. If you find yourself into a, a in a Greek pastry shop and they offer you some baklava or some tiropi test, you get out of there and you get out of there quick. If they don't roll their R's, 
there's no, there's no, there's this. It's this. If they don't roll the R's, you got to get out of there. You're in the wrong place. I don't know. It's it's the uh, fraudulent. The guy's name is the guy's name is Smith, right? You, you, you get out of there, yeah. It's or Smithopolis, not. Smithopolis. I mean, they mm-hmm. they try, but no. they try, yeah. Okay, no. so back yeah. to the show. Yeah, roll your R's. <laughs> you buy the pastry. They can't roll their R's. Get onto there. Um, and that's a quick side note. Uh, we that's we're going off the cuff here now. Now we're all over the place. But uh, getting back to when we talk about the anabolic agents, we talk about it's the seven keto DHEA. This is supposedly this is supposedly a supplement or a substance that is a little bit better than DHEA. They talk about DHEA. They call it an anabolic agent. And automatically, everybody says anabolic steroid. It's not what it means. Um, and again, I. It's something that, folks, I'm going to be very transparent today. There's certain things that I'm very aware of and understand when it comes to this. And there's certain things that are left to the professionals, medical professionals, pharmaceutical professionals. And that's why one of the pharmacists was going to be on the show today. And that's why we're still doing the show to provide you with information. But at the same time, when he comes aboard, he could touch on this a little bit more and we could play off of him. Never am I going to not be transparent with things I know as opposed to things I don't know. And I never have done enough research in DHEA or uh, the seven keto DHEA um, when it comes to, I understand that to a certain extent, the World Anti-Doping Association feels that it is a steroid. It can, it can, they don't say it does. It can cause muscle growth um, a little bit quicker than normal. Uh, It's also uh, something to do with your metabolic rate and it can increase muscle and help reduce body fat at rates that are much higher than normal. Anytime you go past normal is where they throw the red flag. They actually did a study one time, Joe, that I can remember. It was the only time I've really read about 7-keto-DHEA. They did a study. One group was doing a placebo, and the other group was taking 7-keto-DHEA. And when they were taking that, this group over here was losing on average 1.8 to 2.1 pounds a week, which is the healthy way to do it. The group over here was losing 6.3 pounds a week that was taking the 7-keto DHEA and gaining so much, so much more lean muscle tissue mass over a period of four or five months that the study went on. And so it raises a red flag because it's not normal. Anything not normal uh, they immediately raise a red flag. And there hasn't been enough studies on 7-keto DHEA in order to make that confirmation yet. Maybe they find down the road that it's it's a, it's a great substance to take and go right ahead. It's legal. Uh, but as of right now, it's illegal. So that's just an anabolic agent we're talking about. And again, when you talk about anabolic steroids, such as Dynabol and Anadrol, that's a no-no. You, you cannot take those. Those are specifically used for all the wrong reasons of using them for performance. All right. And that's what you see. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think anything that causes you to lose six pounds in a week, I don't think they're ever going to find that to be actually. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I don't think you ever get a blessing on that one. No. That's, yeah. That's was, a lot in a week. I think it was like 6.4 or uh, from the study I read. And I think, I think there's only a couple of studies out there. So I may have read one of the two have been, that are out there right now. Um, if if it's ever given the blessing to to, to be taken, I think that it's going to be very monitored by by a physician uh, for those to. who are those who are morbidly obese. Uh, it, it, it'll be something along those lines. I couldn't see that as you know something that you're just going to be able to go to again vitamin shop A and pick up on so, the shelf. Yeah, something something monitored where you start them on it and you decide when they're coming off of it. Um, and uh, you definitely that's prescription. Right, you're definitely not just getting that over the counter. So, it is right now. It's banned. So you have to look for that seven keto, uh, that ingredient on the bottles, um, because uh, it's definitely a banned substance. So if you see that in uh, in a protein powder, that's definitely something you want to stay away from. Uh, when you talk about you know you know there's so much with with the protein supplements, but a, a, another a product or that you cannot take is HGH. Or AGH, so a human growth hormone. And I, I know I, I knew a guy back in the day that was taking animal growth hormone. The same hormone that they give thoroughbred horses that race. He's no longer with us. And I'm I'm being dead serious. And he's I think he's a year younger than me. 
Um, I, I remember him bragging about it, and I thought to myself, this guy was a mountain of a man. And his words were this, when I die, I want them to have to custom build my coffin. That was, that was a goal. Uh, I, I think he got his wish, to be honest with you. And, and I just, I think about that all the time. I'll never forget when he said that. Wasn't a close friend of mine, but somebody I knew and somebody we happened to be in conversation with a group of people one day. And that's what he said. And it's a shame. Uh, I, it, it almost, it's almost like, it's almost like once you start taking steroids and you see that, that size, people say, just take it for a cycle and then walk away. No, then you see, you look in the mirror and you think, oh man, just one more cycle, just one more cycle. And then it becomes the same exact dopamine effect as alcohol and drugs and smoking and gambling because you're seeing those results and they're happening what? Boom, 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 quickly. And, uh, it, you know, that's maybe a different show, but human growth hormone, you know, you see HGH and AGH and uh, those types of love letters in products, you stay away from them. They're, they're banned substances uh, by, I'm sure, not just the World Anti-Doping Association, but any association that is a watchdog for making sure that people are staying away from performance-enhancing drugs in whatever sporting event they're taking, uh, taking position in. Um, between that and uh, anabolic agents that we talk about, uh, another thing that we talk about is diuretic uh, age of supplements. So when you talk about diuretic, and 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 here, Joe, I have I, I got a sheet with me, and the reason why, folks, is because I wanted to just point out some things with this. This is not my background. Okay, uh, I know what diuretics are. Um, if you talk about it from a medical standpoint, Joe, diuretics are used to help increase. The release of water, right? They help to increase your 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 flow of urine from your body. And so, when you're talking about it from a medical standpoint, you're talking about people who have hypertension or who are dealing with heart failure. And uh, there's another there's another disease that that people have where they use diuretics for these people in order to release water from their body. And I think it's called, and I may say this wrong, folks. Is it edema? Yeah, edema. Yeah, I, it might be edema. Yeah, they swell up with water, usually within the ankles and the and the lower yeah. portion. Yeah, and, and so diuretics play a big role there, but they also play something different in the world of sports. We're going to talk about that right after a word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere, everyone. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network. Loyal, local, live. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play so you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So we ended that first segment, Joe. We were talking about um, diuretics uh, and we mentioned what they are used for from a medical standpoint. And here's the part where you take things that you use for medical reasons, right? Steroids we use for medical reasons. It's when people find, 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 can't talk, find, figure out a way, right? Find and figure out a way to use them for performance enhancement. And that becomes the problem. Diuretics, so people will say, what are you using a diuretic for in terms of performance enhancement? It's not to enhance performance, it's to mask certain things that you are taking to enhance performance. So when it comes to diuretics, when people are taking them, okay, what they do is, and then basically, and I wrote it right here, 
if you have the presence of doping agents in your body, all right, anything that you're doing uh, to enhance your performance, it helps to mask those agents so that during a test, it dilutes your urine. So for an example, a diuretic such as Lasix, uh, what it does is it dilutes your urine and it makes it harder to detect any type of performance enhancing drug in your system. So diuretics are illegal. So if you're taking anything that, you know, you say is used in order to release the retention of water in your body, that's not going to cut it uh, because basically they're going to look at it as you are hiding something from them for whatever performance enhancing drug you're taking, right? So there's that. Uh no, that makes no sense. And a lot of times now, uh, looking even just from any talk screen that they do, uh, you know, whether it be illegal drugs or we're talking about here with performance enhancing uh, drugs, um, a lot of times they actually have tests that will test for the uh, for the uh, diuretic, for the for Lasix, for, and yeah. they'll be able to see if you're actually taking it anyways. So it's not like you're going to be able to take it and they're going to say, well, it's just, just uh, you know, just well he must have drank a lot of water it's just like a weak stream or whatever they'll be able to tell that you were taking something as well to uh to mask it um i see and again this is this is the part where i knew what diuretics were i never really dove deep into them so it's going to be nice to have somebody on who who understands this a little bit more i didn't want to just scrap the show today you know Wanted to be able to talk about as much as we know about, but it's going to be nice when Ron, the pharmacist, maybe explains from from his standpoint things that he's seen over the past thirty years. You know, when it comes to diuretics, you know, maybe there's some other things that we're not talking about where it as, actually can mask something that somebody is taking uh, in their system. Uh, sure, you know, doping agents, sure. whatever other drugs there may be. And you so, drive a good point. You drive a good point home in saying that you know there are some things that people can take that they take medically. Right? Uh, right, but then when they're abused, they get an, a, an opposite effect, or not an opposite effect, but they get this enhancement in fact uh, effect, uh, you know. And at the same time, yeah, again, this is one of the reasons why we have somebody like Ron the pharmacist on the show, uh, yeah. because we don't know what For systems, sure. what, what systems this all affects, and how much more, maybe more than just the urine, you know. Uh, and he'll be able to elaborate. I'm positive of that. Yes, and there's there's other things too. I mean, in wrapping up this particular part of the show, uh, selective androgen receptor modulators, S-A-R-M-S. Um, that's something that I'm putting all in Ron the pharmacist's hands, uh, you know, when it comes to talking a little bit more. And there's other things, uh, EPOs. Uh, EPOs are at the top of the list. And again, I'm not going to go into detail today, folks, about what those are. That's going to be on the next show when we talk to Ron the Pharmacist, you know, SARMs, EPOs, what are these acronyms? What do they mean? Why are they illegal? What do they do uh, that enhances performance that they are an absolute red flag and a ticket to suspensions and fines and uh, bans uh, from certain organizations once they're detected in, in a, uh, an athlete's body, male, female. And, and so that's going to be what we talk about more on the next show. Uh, there's one though, Joe, there's one that I'm, I'm pretty well versed in, uh, that I want to talk about today. And that is hormones. Hormones are also illegal. Now people might say hormones are produced naturally in your body. Well, yeah. So is HGH, right? So is creatine. Uh, but one particular hormone that I want to talk about today is one that we have talked about many times, and that is insulin. <clears throat> so people may be thinking now, what in the world would people want more insulin for based on your shows where you've talked about insulin and what it's... So insulin gets a bad rap all the time, right? It's known as the fat storage hormone. Uh, and so it gets a bad rap. Uh, it's probably the most known hormone of all the hormones in our body. So the, the fact of the matter is, and I believe maybe we haven't said this enough on our other shows, it's a necessity. I think we have said that before. You have to have insulin. Uh, there's so many uh, reasons, so many benefits. It's the amount of insulin uh, that we 
place in our body thanks to our Western diets. Or if you're a type 1 diabetic, the fact that your body cannot produce insulin. And insulin is extremely important, folks, because insulin causes your bloodstream, all right? When, when you have insulin in your body, the bloodstream can release, okay, the glucose into the tissues and the glycogen into the muscles to provide your muscles with energy, to provide your bodily functions, your organs with energy. You have to have energy. If we don't have energy, we can't function. So it's when we eat so much high glycemic foods with high glycemic loads that suddenly insulin says, I don't know what you want me to do with all this. I'm just going to go ahead and store it over here for a later date. So we'll use all this body fat as a second source of energy when we run out of glucose, when we run out of glycogen stores in the liver, in the muscle. And so there's your, there's your medical, when we talk about insulin, so type, from a medical standpoint, Joe, type one diabetics, their bodies don't produce insulin. Now this is usually something that's a lifelong process, right? Um, I don't, have you ever read any studies where somebody with type one diabetes is able to eventually get completely away from medication and i don't think no, that's even I, possible no I, I the only thing that i've ever seen heard or or have dealt with with anybody who's had it is they went from injections and in, to the eventual pump where they had the insulin pump that would do it for them throughout the day because you have to do insulin shots several times a day yeah well if, yeah you, I mean, you're people in those situations yeah, you're constantly testing and you're constantly having to inject. And again, there's some people where it's so low that they just get on a pump that does it all for them. So they no longer have to, it just does it. They, they may still test, but they don't have to, they no longer have to do the injections. They just actually yeah. put the pump on. So uh, again, I've only seen it get worse. I've never really seen it uh, yeah, it's be cured. I mean, type two, obviously, a lot of times, a lot of times, I'm not going to say always, but a lot of times that's just weight loss. But uh, type one, I've never seen it cure itself. So type one, obviously a situation where it's a lifelong battle. Type two, uh, I'm going to say it, some, a lot of times it's self-induced. Um, sorry, it is. And and there's a when you, you find a way to get in that situation, you could find a way to get out of that situation. That's a different show. But the whole point, of the insulin injections is to control insulin. It's to control the insulin uptake so that your body could handle the insulin the proper way and, and allow the bloodstream to then provide the glucose and the glycogen stores to the tissues of the body in order to provide the body, provide the body with energy. So that's a long story short. Um, and uh, I'm, again, I didn't stay on a holiday in last night. I'm not a doctor. And I don't play one on TV, so I'm not going to go any further than that. I think we've already gone far enough. So, so basically, with with what you're saying is, is they're able to, if they're taking the insulin, then they're able to, uh, they end up the bottom line. They end up with extra energy to be able to work out, exercise. Is that what you're saying? So, yep. And but but let me let me let me let me tell you the situation here. Okay, there's a situation. You just gave it all in a nutshell. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Right. Uh, but let me let me explain this. You have people that don't need insulin. They're not type one or type two diabetic. Um, they don't uh, uh, hypoglycemic. They're, 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 they're not they're not suffering from any one of those metabolic diseases. What they are are athletes that have found a way to enhance their performance by the use of extra insulin. Now, I read a story by a doctor who wrote about a client, about a patient, obviously not using the patient's name. Uh, that could be a problem. But he talked about John Doe. And this was an athlete that was about 30 or 31 years old, Joe. And he went to the doctor and they they ran blood tests. You know, he, he, he was having some complications. They ran blood tests. And all of a sudden, he was a type 2 diabetic. And the doctor was completely shocked because this was a guy who had been coming to him since he was 15 years old. Was always involved in sports, always athletic, always in shape, always eating right, always doing everything right. And all of a sudden, he was a type 2 diabetic. The doctor could not figure out what in the world was going on. Now, here's, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'll add something else to that in a little bit. But what this gentleman started doing was doing research and finding out 
okay? Whether it was on the, what do they call that? The dark web? What, 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 what do they call that? The, I don't know, what web is that called? The dark web, the dark web. Is it called the dark web? I don't yeah, even know. And then I lost my voice because I got to do that every show. So <clears throat> the dark web, he, you know, he's finding his way around. And, you know, what can I use, you know, to enhance my performance? Insulin. He was injecting 10 international units subcutaneously three times, a di- three times a week. I believe it was three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't know. And what he was doing was once he would inject himself, he would then, he would then eat any type of sugary food and drink any type of sugary drink he can get his hands on. He would eat anything high glycemic. Anything to increase his insulin levels to get that extra effect. Yes, folks, I'm talking processed foods. I'm talking sugary substances. I'm talking pop. I'm talking putting sugar in his coffee. I'm talking donuts. I'm talking things that are going to raise his insulin levels through the roof while he's controlling his insulin levels with these shots, Joe, because in turn, it was creating more glycogen stores in the muscle more glycogen stores in the muscle therefore creates more energy in the muscle which gives you more stamina more endurance more strength more power and he was doing that for such a long period of time he was gaining an edge until he ran into this metabolic disease that he encountered that he inherited because of negligence and understanding what that was going to do him do to him over a longer period of time Here's what's even more interesting. People were picking up on this, okay? I don't think this gentleman started it, but people who were doing the research were picking up on this, and guess what they were doing? And guess what they still do to this day? They were taking steroids on top of insulin injections. On top of that protocol where they were eating sugary foods and drinking sugary drinks over a period of time right after the injections because that... That hypertrophy, that muscle enhancement, that extra muscle tissue, which means you have more room for what? More glycogen stores, which means you have bigger muscles, stronger muscles, faster muscles with more stamina, which means you're just setting yourself up for even more metabolic diseases down the road because of all the negative effects that this is going to cause these athletes when they're in their 50s and 60s and 70s, God willing that they make it that long. And I just... I, when I when I was reading about this, it was just amazing to me, right? Trying to understand what it is that makes these people do this. And we go back to what I was talking about earlier. And when we were discussing, is it because what you see, you're being outperformed because they're doing it? I've got to do something now. And it becomes this, this negative, this downward spiral that I don't know where we're going to get out of it here in, in, in sports from a high school level all the way up to a professional level. Yeah, and it even goes a step further than just sports. I mean, this also deals with just people and their individual. I mean, we talked about uh, body dysmorphia, you know, and and like you were saying before, you can almost get addicted to this sort of thing, to, to the way that yeah. you look. And just just, just the one more cycle, one more, you know, that I'll get just a little bit bigger and, and then I'll stop. You know, you may already, that one more cycle might have been the one. So, you know, you, you never know yeah. what you're setting, your, setting yourself up for down the road. Uh, like you see, you've mentioned this, uh, well, in a, in a recorded show. I don't think we said this yet uh, out there, but it still holds true that a lot of people are doing things that they don't realize that, uh, uh, you know, just that. They don't realize what they're setting themselves uh, up for um, based on the actions that they're doing now. Um, you know, those that are like drinking or, or smoking or, or anything uh addictive in nature um so i mean there's all that to to, to think about as well because this is this show this isn't just for the ones who are um you know the professional athletes because i don't know how many of them are listening to our show It'd be awesome if all of them were tons but thousands. but but what, what i do know is there's a lot of people who are growing up and a lot of kids that are listening to this show and you know they, they should probably uh, i'm hoping that the ultimate takeaway not after this one but also when we talk to uh, ron the pharmacist sure um is all the reasons why 
drugs are bad, okay? I mean, you just, you don't do them, and it, it, it not just the, the ones that you learn about in your D.A.R.E. classes, if that's still a thing. I don't know if I don't anymore, know. right? Yeah, I don't know if it's still a thing. But you know that they are relatively not good for you, and really, um, you know, uh, contradict what you're trying to accomplish anyways. You're a professional athlete, or you want to be in that realm, and you're trying to be an athlete at all, professional or not. Here's something that, yeah, it enhances your body in the moment, but mm-hmm. then, like, you're you're trying to be healthy, and yet you're going to, so it's just, it's, it's, it's something to think about as well. And, uh, you know, so I'm hoping that we also reach those that aren't professional athletes either. Yeah. I, I hate to use the term, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Uh, that's kind of ironic um, for what we were just talking about. But you have to understand, you know, another thing before we hear from our second sponsor today, um, what we're looking at now also is because of that process, you know, that we go through that enzymatic process when we uptake our insulin levels like that, it delivers the nutrients twice as quick to the muscles. So you're getting that you're getting that growth in that bulk, uh, and then on top of the steroid effect, on top of what the insulin is doing in terms of creating glycogen stores, on top of what you're eating to create even more glycogen stores, and and then it's a, it's it's great in the moment, like you say, but people never look. Metabolic disease doesn't happen overnight. It's a process that takes place in your body years and years and years, and sometimes it's five years, sometimes it's ten years, sometimes it's twenty years. But when it catches up to you and really makes you sit there and have that aha moment that I really, was that really worth it? And I don't think it is. No, this is something that I'm really looking forward to talking to Ron the Pharmacist about as well, because I want to know the consequences to it as well. You know what I mean? And that probably is a little bit, uh, you know, out of our lane and that's fine. Right. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to step in his lane. I want him to be able to really break it down. Yeah, because we'll definitely do that. You know, because we're talking about how you could really bulk up the muscles. And it's like, well, then, you know, but, but, okay. So, what, what's the, that's not to say that 20 years from now that that muscle isn't going to deteriorate twice as quick than it would have. I don't know. These are all yeah. great questions for around the pharmacist. So, right. That along with the EPO and what that stands for in the NSARM, you know, what, what are, what are those, what do those stand for? Um, when it comes to illegal substances that are banned by the, you know, the World Anti-Doping Association. But what we do want to do is we want to hear from our sponsor. When we come back in the last segment, we're going to talk about one professional athlete in particular that everybody knew about, regardless of whether or not you like sports. And it just really shocked the world and what a shame it was. Don't go anywhere, everyone. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps. Perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, I know we've talked about Kitchen Abs in the past and all they have to offer in food prepping services and protein pancake mixes, but there's another great product they offer we had to let our listeners know about, their own name brand seasonings. They've got a huge selection to choose from as well. Turkey, taco, tomato basil, Baja citrus fajita, barbecue rub, blackened seasoning, as well as steak and meat seasons. And that's just to name a few. You know my favorite part? Besides all of the flavors, of course. It's that they're all low sodium, made with no fillers and MSG free. Know what else is great about them? You can order them right from the Kitchen Abs website. Just go to www.kitchenabs.com. Click on store and choose the flavors of your choice. Again, that's kitchenabs.com. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So last segment today, Joe. And we're going to talk about one athlete in particular. Even during the break, though, we thought of another one, uh, which we'll keep for Ron, the pharmacist, will talk about that particular athlete. That was also a very sad story, even more sad than this one, because that athlete is no longer with us. But this one still is. Uh, this one makes me angry uh, more than anything else. Um, no, I don't take it personal. I just thought the world of this individual. And I thought, my goodness, the training regimen this person goes through on a regular basis to be so dominant in their sport, the sport of cycling. And everybody knows exactly where I'm going with this now. I don't care if you've never been on a bike in your life. Lance Armstrong. I remember when I first heard, now listen, this is a guy, Joe, that won 
in a row consecutively, not not over a span of 14 years, in a row, not one, not two, not four, not six, seven Tour de France's in a row. Do you know how hard that is to do going up against professional cyclists and doing that on that course seven years in a row? It's in, it's it's ridiculous. And if I'm not mistaken, you would have to look this up because I, I do believe he has a gold medal or maybe two gold medals also on top of it. But when you have somebody of that stature and you're watching him and you you see him doing his workouts on video and you think, my goodness, this guy's a beast. He's a beast. And then you find out that he was working and he was doing things with the EPO, uh, which again, we're going to talk about with Ron the Pharmacist. It's it's something that is a no-no uh, in the world of sports at any level. Uh, and he was doing, uh, you know, blood doping. Uh, so basically uh, what he's doing there is he's, being he's, he's capable of transporting more oxygen to the muscles by increasing his red blood cell volume, okay? And there's a process when it comes to doping. Again, something we could talk about with uh, with Ron the pharmacist. And, and so that was giving him such an advantage in this sport that when I found out that that's what he was doing, it really was upsetting to me because you – Revere these, but you, you, as a young person, you're watching this person, and it's someone you look up to. I wonder how many athletes think about this. How many kids were competing in that sport because of Lance Armstrong? Even at lower levels, you know, one day I want to be like Lance Armstrong, and I mean worldwide, because he just wasn't uh, uh, an American hero. He was a hero around the world in the sport of cycling. Whether you like cycling or not, folks. Uh, get on a bike and start riding around your town. Find where all the hills are at. If you're from where we're from, that's not hard to do. Uh, and so start going up those hills and going all over the place. And I don't even know how long the Tour de France is, but it's more than a mile. <laughs> I want you guys to get on your bike right now and go do that for one mile and tell me how you feel. And then watch one of his races. And that's where that's where you're in awe until you hear that. And then you just think to yourself, wow, it's a deflation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, two things. One, it's interesting that he was a, a champion in cycling. Uh, also, uh, I think the only other athlete I heard about blood doping was Ivan Drago. <laughs> oh, remember that? Yeah. He was, they accused him of, of blood doping. Nah, nah, I don't think so. I think he did. I think they even showed a scene in the movie where he was doing it. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew Rocky was up against, he was all up against a, a country, uh, but he was up against a guy on every drug known to man. The machine from Russia. Go figure. Yeah. He's not, <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Now let's, let, wait a minute now. If we're going to USSR. USSR. If we're going to go 80s here, <laughs> he's not a machine. He's a man. And Tony was in the corner letting Rocky know that. Let, let, now tell me something here, okay? I, I remember, folks, I'm not lying. You cut him, he's bleeding. See, he is a man. Yeah, yeah. When he cut him and the music started playing, he's cut. He's a, yeah. And, and his kid and the, his friends were jumping up and down. <laughs> Woo. That, the whole theater, the yeah. whole theater was up. I mean, you would have thought we were in a real fight. Well, just remember. We were in the fight. It was just crazy. Remember. That, that seemed just crazy. Biggest takeaway from that entire thing. And then we'll, Goosebumps we'll, right now. We'll wrap things up. Just remember the most important message of the whole show. If I could change, you could change. That's you right. You could change. You all could change. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so. <laughs> hey, he got a key to Russia that day. Key to Moscow, uh, for sure. Uh, he got the yeah. key to the city. Interesting. Yeah. How everybody <laughs> stood up and, and applauded him right there in the USSR. Yeah, I, I, I think even um, was it Brezhnev? No, no, that was, be, that was supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed to be Gorbachev. Was that was Gorbachev? It, it was how scary was it? Uh, boy, we're going way off here, but how scary was that guy? Looked just like him. Yeah, I think it was Gorbachev. I think it was. I think it was Gorbachev. I'm sticking to, to it. Tell. Hard to tell. No. All right. Let now. So listen. That's that's where we're at with this show right now, folks. Ron, the pharmacist is going to give a lot more insight on that. We're going to learn more about things like SARMs and EPOs and understanding uh, a little more in-depth and in-detail 
what it is you should be looking for in these products, what is illegal, what is not illegal, and why. In not the next episode, but in the next episode with Ron the Pharmacist. What's next week? Yeah. So next week, we're going to be talking to YSN's DJ Yokely again, CEO, founder, sponsor of this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and a great human being uh, on top of all that. Uh, he's been at it now, what, Joe, for since 2017. He's creating, for those of you who are listening to our show in Arizona, in California, in Texas, uh, in Baltimore, in Boston, uh, DJ Oakley is a, is a local man to the area where we're from, and he continues to expand what is called the Your Sports Network, and you guys always see it in our, in our commercials on Two Brothers, One Mike. He's a sponsor of our show, one of the first, and one of the first sponsors. He's been at it now for going on six years now, and he had, he's going to talk all about the show and where they're going, and, and they just continue to expand. As a matter of fact, Joe, he's not going to say this on the show because it just happened. Uh, we recorded the show a little a little while ago, but this just happened. I think he just added a, a, another one or two high schools in Akron, Ohio. So wow. he continues to increase his broadcasting network. He's going to be in Tampa. He's going to be out in Las Vegas. So... Slowly but surely, his dream is coming true um, and giving back to not only his community and his locality, but slowly the state of Ohio and Western Pennsylvania, and he's just continuing to grow. And I'm just happy to be part of this journey. I can't wait till the day comes when when they're a national a national operating institution. I did. And you just recently said, what was it, uh, 8 million plus listens? Or, uh, 8 million or plus listens. listens. Uh, yeah, on on their network in in a matter of six years. So uh, yeah, so things that. are definitely definitely looking up for YSN. It's a great interview, folks. Listen to it and, and learn how to apply and get the app for the YSN network and watch sports. What more can you ask for? Uh, it's about that's about all you can ask for. That's all. All right. Uh, until then, I want to remind all of you: be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody out there, listen, uh, again, this show right here, take that information in, and remember, it's going to be a link attached to the show that we're going to have around the pharmacist all about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to performance enhancing drugs. Be the best you out there. We will see you again next week. Take care.